It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, everybody? Today, we are going to talk about where does Johnny Davis fit in the rotation? But we're going to break it up a little bit. Where does he fit before the trade deadline? And where does he fit after the trade deadline? We're going to talk about Johnny and more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brennan Scott, again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So today we're going to talk about where does Johnny Davis fit in the rotation for the Washington Wizards. But we're going to break it up because obviously a lot of pieces need to be moved. So before the deadline and after the deadline. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about a quote that Johnny made about where he feels he should be placed in the rotation for the Washington Wizards. So starting with before the deadline, um, E, looking at where Johnny Davis fits into the rotation. I'm going to look at the depth chart real quick. And obviously um, there's a couple of variables here, right? Um, obviously, Tyus Jones, uh, before the deadline, is going to start at point guard. Jordan Poole at two. But small forward seems to be kind of the 50-50 here, right? Um, some people say Corey Kispert should start there. Some people say Denny Avia because of the defense. Now, if Corey Kispert starts, you're looking at Bilal Koulibaly being backup 
behind Corey Kispert. Uh, Denny will be back up behind Kuzma. And Shemet will be backing up Jordan Poole with Johnny Davis trying to get minutes um, from Landry Shemet. Now, looking at Denny Alvion starts at, at the um, at the wing, then you're looking at a whole different lineup. You're looking at uh, Corey Kispert will start at the two, then kind of contending with minutes with Shemet. Uh, Kulibaly at the three. So, looking at the depth chart, because I know we both rock, rock it with the ESPN one. Um, where does Johnny fit in the rotation before the deadline? Does do you see any potential for minutes, or is it kind of wait and see and wait till they make a move at the deadline? Mm-hmm. No, that's a good question. This is a good question by uh, Greg Finberg on Twitter. He was on the show uh, last week. Um, we know him famously got into it with Monte Morris on Twitter as well. Uh, he started a podcast uh, that just came out, but. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, right now, like you brought up the depth chart, if Corey starts at the three, you got Jordan Poole at the two, Tyus Jones at the one, Kuz at the four, Gafford at the five, and then uh, Landry Shamet is listed right behind Jordan Poole and third-string shooting guard is Johnny Davis. Bilal would be your backup small forward behind uh, Corey Kismert. And even if Denny does start at, at small forward, Bilal would be his backup, and then now Corey would be the backup to Jordan Poole, and then Landry Schmidt would be third-string shooting guard, and then Johnny Davis would be fourth-string shooting guard. So where does he fit in the rotation um, is tough. I thought he had a solid summer league, but still struggled shooting the ball. Um, had a couple games where he shot like 15 shots to get 15 points or 20 shots just to get 20. His best game was the last game in the summer league, but he's a he, he defended really well. I think he has potential as a defender, but of course there's questions about him uh, his athleticism, you know, of course, in the Big Ten, he was faster, stronger than other guys. But when you get to the NBA, it's just a different game. Struggled in summer league last year, struggled in some games. Then he played better towards the end of the year. Of course, it was a lot of guys sat out because, you know, Brad sat out, Porzingis sat out, Kuzma sat out, and then Johnny played better because he got more time, more playing time, more, more shots, opportunities. But uh, to answer the question, where does he fit? We know Wes loves to play veterans. He'll play guys like Anthony Gill over young guys. He'll play – a lot of veterans over young guys. And he's he's shown that. And, and Wes is trying to win games. So, you know, he has to pick between development and playing guys that, that Wes prefers to, to put out there. Um, but, yeah, right now it looks like he would be behind Landry Schmidt just to start off. It, it, my decision, if it was up to me, I would try to give Johnny some of the young guys as much playing time as, as you can. But, of course, there's that thing where you got to trade guys. You got to get up their value. You got to get Schmidt's value up. Uh, Tyus Jones is going to play anyway, regardless of Johnny's minutes. Same thing with DeLon, right? You got to get his value up because I think DeLon is a guy that's going to be traded and moved. Landry's going to be a guy that you're going to try to trade and move. Same thing with Tyus. So uh, it looks like Landry Shamet is going to get some playing time as shooting guard. And then if, if Corey comes off the bench, he's going to get, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of – Corey's going to get a lot of time regardless. But I think to to not have a super long answer, I think Johnny right now before the trade deadline is looking at, 10 to 15 minutes, and if he can really defend and get stops and he's knocking down open shots, he's getting to the rim, finishing, knocking down a mid-range shot, uh, being efficient out there, just playing hard, playing with his hair on fire, uh, playing with confidence because that's a big thing for him is confidence, then I can see him getting around 20 to 25 minutes. But if he is out there struggling like he did as a rookie, struggling to get by guys, doesn't have a counter move, can't really get to the basket, can't get to the rim, settling for mid-range shots, tough shots, tough contested shots, then you're looking at about 10 minutes a night. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, regardless who starts that small forward, I don't see a lot of minutes, if any minutes at all, for Johnny Davis before the deadline because, I mean, if they run a 10-man rotation, maybe. But, I mean, if you look at the I mean, look at the bench, like you said, DeLon's going to be a point. 
Um, you know, you got Schmidt, which they're going to try to get the boost his value up because they're going to move him. Um, small forward, you know, you're rocking with Bilal, you know, depending on the matchup. But, you know, don't forget Gallinari. Gallinari has a willingness to play in D.C. You know, he doesn't want to be a buyout. They're going to try to get his value up. So I just don't see where minutes are. You know, same thing with Muscala. Muscala is definitely another another name that is going to be put into trade talks at, you know, is a salary filler in a, in a deal. So, you know, I think that before the deadline, their priority is to try to get the value up a lot of these expiring contracts. So I don't, I don't see a lot of wiggle room for Johnny Davis. I, I just don't. Um, you would, yeah, you would hope to get minutes for a young guy because really it's pivotal for Johnny Davis. Number one, he wasn't drafted by this administration. <laughs> you know, the, the, all the chips ran for Black Kulabali. So, you know, last year he struggled at the gate. You know, he went to the Capital City Go-Go, kind of found his rhythm a little bit, but still um, he's not blowing back to anybody. Um, his shot creation is still a little bit questionable. He's a scorer, but, you know, they're trying to make him a point guard. It's just he's still trying to find his place of who he is as a player. Um, so year two, this is pivotal for him. So I just I don't see a lot of minutes before the deadline. I think they're going to definitely try to get the value up in a lot of expiring contracts. Shemet is one. I mean, Tyus Jones, you know, I think down the road, Jordan Poole's definitely got a point guard. But, the, you know, before the deadline, or at the deadline, do you necessarily need to move Tyus? Maybe. You know, you definitely want to get his value up and see what his value is in the open market. But um, as far as Johnny, man, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. <laughs> you know, Shemet's going to take a lot of minutes at the two guard and second unit. And like I said, if they go to nine, 10 man rotation, even then he don't fit. <laughs> you know, where are you going to find minutes? Because at, at, at center, you got Mascala, power four, you got Gallinari. Uh, Blau's going to get his minutes. So, yeah, I, I don't see where he gets his minutes. He's, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see going forward what they try to do as far as getting minutes for him. Because again, it's pivotal for him to get playing time because he's got to take that step year two. You know, year three, then you're not, he's not even looking at it to be part of the equation year three if he has no playing time. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to definitely – it's going to be scarce to five minutes for him. So uh, we're going to slide into after the deadline. Moves have been made, and where does he fit then? But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in the emergency room. Jace Medical makes sure that you have med medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught up unprepared. I'm a big believer of being prepared for any kind of natural disasters, anything that happens. Definitely have the tools at hand to take care of your family. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using Lockdown code at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J A semedical.com promo code locked on definitely check it out i definitely hi i'm jake from locked on there's a lot to say when buying a new home or car but really the first words you want to say are like a good neighbor state farm is there and trust me as someone named jake that is a fact that's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. 
And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Like a minute. So let's say the moves are made, consolidation um, moves are made, right? Langston Schmeck just moves, which is pretty sure they're going to happen. Uh, Gallinari gets moved. Um, clearing time for not only the Lao Kulabali, but Johnny Davis. Um, she messed out that equation. How many minutes do you think they're going to give Johnny at the gate in the second half? Do you think it's more 20 to 25, or is it still kind of baby steps as far as his playing time? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I will say that to to be optimistic about Johnny is that Wisconsin, his freshman year, wasn't great his sophomore year. He He really blossomed and he improved. Could he do something like that? Uh, in the NBA is possible, but um, playing time is still going to be tough after the trade deadline as well, because Jordan Poole is going to be your two guard. Now, if they do trade Tyus, then they can try a rotation where Jordan Poole is your point guard. Corey is your two. Denny's the three. Kuzma's the four. Gaffer's the five. Um, and then Bilal will get more playing. It would trading Tyus, DeLon, and also Shamet certainly would offer, would, give more opportunities for these guys. It depends on who you bring in as well. It, it doesn't matter who you bring in. I like the point that you brought up. They didn't draft Johnny as well. So they're not really attached to him where you, you're not going to get comments from Tommy, from, from <laughs> Will Dawkins. Sorry. Sorry to say Tommy, but you're not going to get comments like you got from Tommy Shepard, where they're going to say that they traded somebody to get so-and-so minutes. Like they said, like when he was saying they traded Rudy, get Denny minutes, but th- th- it could be the case that you're trading these guys. So you could get more minutes for Johnny Davis. If they really want to see what they have in him before a contract year comes up, that's possible. They just want to see what they got, want to evaluate. Is is Johnny a guy that is a part of their future and that they want to evaluate and move forward with, um, so, you know, et cetera. So um, I, I could see if they trade Shemet, if they trade DeLon, which I think they should. Uh, I love DeLon, but he's in a contract year. They got to move him and get some assets. Same thing with Shemet, same thing with Tyus Jones. Jordan Poole, you keep. I would try him at the point guard position after the after the trade deadline just to see what you got in him at, at, at the point guard position. Corey at the two, then uh, Denny at the three, Kuzma at the four, Gafford at the five, and then Johnny would be your backup right behind Corey Kispert. So that would give him more of an opportunity. Then you let other guys come in like Pat Baldwin, Ryan Rollins. Uh, you just you just really evaluate what you got in the young guys at that point. It should be nothing but trying to develop and see what you got depending on what their record is. And, and of course the odds are that they will be out of the plan at that point by the trade deadline in February. So it's an evaluation time and see what you got, Johnny Davis. And uh, you, you just got to see what you got in the young man. So you got to let him have playing time and let him make mistakes. The, the times that he did play well at the end of the year was when he got to play 30 plus minutes and he got to make mistakes when he was out there playing behind Brad, barely got to play. And he made mistakes with the go-go too, where he did, he struggled with the go-go as well. But for him to get better, he just has to play and get his confidence up. So I think after the trade deadline, he would be the first man off the bench right behind Corey Kisper. And then you have Bilal and guys like that. And yeah. It would, go, it would go from 10 minutes, from 5 to 8 to 10 minutes, where he's on a short leash. If he makes some mistakes, put it, puts his head down. He's you know missing wide open threes, not getting past guys, <laughs> um, struggling defensively. West is going to yank him out. But this time, you have a longer leash. If you make a mistake, just let the young man play. So you you'd probably yeah. get about 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm going to say this, man. I'm going to kind of go back to before the deadline. 
to me, what I would do is I'm I'm evaluating and trying to get the value up on a lot of these fine contracts. Now, if, the, if a young player like Johnny Davis doesn't get minutes, I know it's not like the best case scenario that you want. But right now, you're trying to get rid of some, if not all of these expiring deals to get some draft capital, maybe get some young talent back. So, I mean, Shemet, Gallinari, I mean, DeLon, to me, out of everybody who's an expiring deal, DeLon's on the bottom of the pecking order. Now, I'm not too quick to get rid of DeLon because I think that Tyus, because he's coming into a starting situation, is going to have more value at point guard position. So, I'm definitely going to try to move Tyus, especially if he comes in. And he's rocking it as far as starting point guard. You know, a contending team wants another guard. They get that push. I'm going to, I mean, so to me, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm playing all the guys who are expiring deals. I'm trying to get as much boosting their value as, as much as I can. But after the deadline, absolutely. Not only am I playing young guys, man, I'm playing, I'm, I'm trying to be as bad as I can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Point guard, I'm putting Rollins out there. <laughs> so that's why I kind of see what you're saying with DeLon Wright. You know, you, you want this team to be as garbage as they can. So Rollins, I'm putting them out there back at point guard. Um, so, like you said, there's a lot of variables in this because I do think that Jordan Bull is a long-term answer at point guard. I think that's where they're going to put him eventually. So, you know, whether or not they move highest, eventually he's going to be the guy. But as far as Johnny Davis and where he fits, you know, Shemet is a, is a must-move. You know, he can get minutes to Shemet, but the thing is, he's this is pivotal, man. You know, if they give him 2025, even off the second unit, he's got to capitalize. Because even last year, you know, he looked better coming back from the go-go, but he still didn't look like he was a guy who, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't wow you. Like, he looked good. You see glimpses. But the fact that he can't really get past anybody, the fact that, you know, he's got to rely more on finesse and footwork to score, it's just, you know, he's he's got to take that step, man. Because, like I said, he wasn't drafted by this administration. You know, he's Tommy's guy. Uh, Tommy's last guy, that is. Um you know, there's really no leeway for them to give him a chance. And he, and he just showed, I think the sample size may be small, but it's enough to say that he needs work, man. He needs work. And then in the rebuild, <laughs> so I just, Johnny's got to capitalize. So after the deadline, he's definitely going to get minutes, man. But we'll see. The ball's in his, in his court, man. And you can say that about a couple of people on this team. But Johnny, he's got to take that step. He really does. So, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead. And um, Johnny actually made a quote about his fit. In the Wizards rotation, we're going to talk about that next. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 of bonus bets guaranteed. Ooh. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props to parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. 
Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And thank you for making Locked the Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We are going to talk about, we're going to do some mailbag episodes, so definitely check it out. But we're going to talk about a potential James Harden deal. I know we'd have heard about it all offseason long, but should the Wizards be a third team in that deal? And that can kind of help us with that consolidation trade. I'm just saying. So we're definitely going to talk about that in more next episode. So get into it before we roll tonight, man. Um, Johnny Davis did have a quote um, about how how he felt where he should be in his rotation. And quote says, I want to be a key player on the roster this year. Show up when my name is called and make big plays at big moments. This is what he said. So looking at that quote, and you know, we looked at all the variables about where his fit is. Um, as far as his mentality in, in – where his head is at going into the regular season. What do you, what do you think this is? He? Uh, well, I, I think one way he can be a key player is on the defensive end. I think he can be a bulldog defensively. I thought he showed show some good flashes um, in the summer league. I, I get it. It's the summer league, but he really got his hands in the passing lanes. He got some steals. Did a really good job uh, as a point of attack defender. I thought he did a good job defending last year as well. He's got the athleticism and the tools and the quickness and – the fight and the dog in him for sure. A football player in high school uh, was a really good defender at Wisconsin as well. So I think that could definitely translate into this year. So if he's not shooting well, that's one way he can get onto the floor and earn minutes and earn playing time. Because I mean, he's he's a better defender than Shamet, of course. That's not really saying anything. Shamet is is out there to be a shooting specialist. So that can be something that he can do. He can guard some of the better two guards in the league, and I think Johnny Davis can make an attempt to do that and, and try to find minutes to get on the floor for sure. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is good for him. This is good for him to say that. I think that's realistic. Um, he didn't say like a starter or anything like that, but if that's a, excuse me, a goal for him, then I think he should try to do that for sure. Um, one stat that I did find for Johnny last year, among all top 10 picks who logged 400 plus minutes in their first season, he had the 11th lowest player efficiency rating and second worst box plus minus. So, uh, it's just a number to show that he has a lot to work on, but you know, he had that really nice up and under layup that he did. He showed some flashes, getting to the basket and more confidence. And, uh, you know, he, it looked like he was getting used to the speed of the game. So he, he got – he it, the game was a little too fast for him this year. But uh, I think for him to be a key player, I think he's going to have to start on the defensive end. I think that's going to be his calling card. I completely agree with you. I think that defense is where he starts. Um, you see – you see glimpses where you see the score, man. He's definitely got to score his mentality. Like I said, you see times when he could definitely score with the rock, man. It's just consistency, number one. Uh, most of the young guys we had, man, you know, it's always about where their head's at, right? Um, you know, we say that about Denny. You know, it's the same thing with Johnny Davis, man. You know, where's his head at? You know, when, he, when he's not playing well, how's he acting? Um, Johnny Davis, I, I don't <laughs> – it's tough to really say, man, because – you see the scoring in him, man. It's just, I don't know. It's just something about him just ain't right to me. I don't, you know, to me, <laughs> to me, it was the shot mechanics. Like the shot he had before is something with his leg, man, where it's yeah. like the shot releases. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's that the one thing that just really pushes me back from really saying that he's going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like the shot is just, he's got to get that ball off quicker, man. He's got to get that shot off quicker. You know, we can't have too many guys who, 
or solid on the defensive end and can't score. You know, right. we got too many guys, you know. So he's got to – but he, you see glimpses of he, him being that score. So to me, if you start anywhere, like you said, E, defense is a calling card. It's like Bilal, defense is a calling card. Denny, defense. We got guys who can defend. But with, with, you know, with him being a scorer, again, he's not blown past anybody. But his footwork ain't, is not trash. You know, he definitely knows – how to score the rock, but that shot, man. <laughs> I don't know what he. I just don't know what they did to this mechanic, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I tell you guys, man. You know, definitely take time and look at the shot, um, because there's something with his leg, man. I, I don't know what's going on, with, but his shot release just—he's got to get quicker, man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, looking at his quote, I'm love when I hear from him, man. You know, he's a humble young guy. You know, he's coming in there saying, "Look, he knows he has a lot to prove," because, man, again, I, I hate to hit beat a dead horse, but. Um, when you when you're a young guy in a rebuild, and you're underneath a new whole new front office, man, you're not gonna have that leeway and that rope like Tommy gave him. You know, Tommy, to his defense, you know, gave him a lot of leeway. So, you know, gave him a lot of time. Said, look, you know, you know, he's he's dealing with it. Send him to Capital City. Go go. Gave him time to work on his game. But you know, whole new front office evaluating. This is the year where he needs to take that step because, look, they don't have that loyalty. They don't and. You have other guys in his, in, in his, you know, as far as player wise in his organization, who's just looking for time to play. You know what I'm saying? Like you, we haven't even touched base on Patrick Baldwin Jr. You know, we talked a little bit about Ryan Rollins. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's guys who are young and hungry to, who are trying to take that step and get playing time, especially after the deadline. So, no, I'm a big Johnny Davis fan, man. You know, outside of his commercials, just acting yeah, ain't his thing. <laughs> acting ain't his thing, e. but. <laughs> You know, as far as a player, I wish him well, man. I, I like him coming out of Wisconsin. I like the glimpses I see. And I really want him to be that guy. I really do. I want him to succeed in D.C. Mm-hmm. But just like a lot of guys in his roster, the ball is in his court. Yeah. And he can't hesitate. He's got he's to let it fly. He's got to shoot. He hesitated and thought way too much out there on the court. And you can see it. Even in last year, summer league, he had wide open shots that he would pass up. And the, the end of the season – Whatever shot he saw, he didn't he didn't pass it up at all. That's why I like him being aggressive. Uh, the Rockets game we went to, he shot three for fifteen from the three point line, which is awful. Yeah. But at least he didn't hesitate. And confidence is huge. And even in commercials, you can tell he's kind of a reserved, chill kind of guy. <laughs> we need him to show that emotion and kind of you know get that out of him for sure. So I'm rooting for the guy. I really am. Yeah, same here, man. I think that. You know, I think he will take that step, man. You know, because he's got that scores mentality, man. He definitely knows how to score. And just like you said, acclimating to the speed of the NBA. So we're gonna go ahead mm-hmm. and call it there. Definitely appreciate everybody, man. Um, gearing up for the regular season, man. Look, it's getting here faster than you think. Definitely like, subscribe, hit that notification button, to let you know when these dope videos are put out, man. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast, five star review is much appreciated. So definitely hail to the wizards and peace. See you guys later. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.